Hey, Renee, Chris, and Ryan going live. Best podcast, Beauty and the Bees. Sit back and catch a vibe. Oh, yeah, we talking zombies and apocalypses and all those things you like. Going beast mode, and if you didn't know, it's Peter Z up on the mic. Hey, TWD family, grab the snacks about the pantry and subscribe and like them. If you can, please, or those walkers eat you like some candy. Hey, <laughs> okay. You at the right place at the right time. No one does it better. That's the bottom line. Beauty and the Beast. This is prime time. Let's go. I'm just saying, if you're really awkward, I chose the wrong one. It would be. But we, we did good. <laughs> we did good. We got here. Ah. And <laughs> knock on wood. No technical difficulties. Whoa. I, I knock on wood. It's okay. But it's way too early to even say that. Like, why would you say that first off? You don't want to say that before. You <laughs> don't want to put the cart before the horse, so to speak. You know. This is exactly. going to be a mess. <laughs> we are a professional mess. Yes. Um, yes. So we're back. Uh, hello to everybody out there watching. Um, hello. The man who is with us tonight doesn't need an introduction, but of course we're going to give him one anyway. We. <laughs> definitely, definitely need it. <laughs> oh, goodness. We are here with the one and only Steve Coulter, currently on She-Hulk. Uh, you also were on Yellowstone. Of course, we, we know you from the golden years of the TWD. Um, That's where I met, That's where I met yeah, you. Yeah. I met him at that convention. Yeah. Where was that? Which one was that? Do you remember? Was that Walker Stalker? You were so, so here's where I was really upset. I was personally upset when you couldn't come to the camp this past May. I shed a, a legitimate tear fell from my my eye. We talked about that for weeks. Bro. I was, to see Steve. Uh, yeah. I was so <laughs> excited because I knew it was like every like like I said it was Yellowstone and everything we were hearing and just like and then you need to get out house more that's that's you got yanked out from underneath (laughs) right underneath my feet i've missed the last two yeah yeah Yeah. and i've been all ready to go and then but it's good because it's for work it means you're busy so i mean we're happy about that obviously um how have things been what you know obviously covid's been a mess for everybody but uh, you you've managed to stay busy yeah, knock on wood, since you already knocked on wood a little earlier. Uh, yeah, I have managed to stay busy. I'm really grateful. Uh, and traveling a lot, which is uh, is really good for the, you know, for working, but you're not with your family. So you go to, like, cities like New Orleans and Los Angeles, and you see something cool, and you're like, uh, you know, because my wife, she loves restaurants and stuff. And I went to New Orleans for, like, two months last year. And I didn't really feel like going out much. Well, partly it was there was a pandemic going yeah. on. <laughs> uh, but um, and I and I had to go to the Dominican Republic last winter for a month and a half. Acting is a tough job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like February a year ago, February, and there was, it was a J uh, a Jennifer Lopez movie, and uh, yeah, they sent us down. For and we were there for like a month and a half, like in a villa on a cliff overlooking the ocean. Uh, my wife hated me because also she couldn't visit. Mm-hmm. That's one that she couldn't visit. Yeah. And uh, so I would send them FaceTimes and uh, with palm trees. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not a green screen, I swear. Yeah. We were 
overall very grateful because that just doesn't happen uh, very often. Um, yeah, but it, yeah, so but that's yeah. I've been so luckily I have been busy, so I'm very very grateful. So um, I mean, we do have obviously we have questions for you. Um, we're gonna try to focus the, the majority of the questions as as to what's been you know taking the forefront of things here. Um, you, I mean, so we know that you had a, a fellow TWD member on She-Hulk being Nick Gomez. Did, were you yeah. able to like see him at all transitioning through or filming or nothing or? No, I don't. No, so. huh? I don't. I'm just, most of my, almost all of my stuff was with Tatiana She-Hulk. Mm -hmm. And matter of fact, I think all my stuff is pretty much with her. With her, yeah. So I didn't. I saw like I, I ran into like Mark Ruffalo in the makeup trailer, and uh, Tatiana was in one scene, the courtroom scene where she. But yeah, so I was kind of isolated. Every time I came, it was just basically her. So I didn't. I didn't. Was was that your first time? Was that your first time ever ever meeting Mark or? Uh yeah yeah. All right. Yes, yeah, I've been I've, I've been a fan of his since he did that movie uh, Kenneth Lonigan. Uh, you can count on me. Have you ever seen yeah. that? Yeah. yeah, really good, good movie. Yeah, gosh, it's like twenty years right. ago. Yeah. Wait for Hulk. Yeah, um, he's just a good actor. Yeah. Now I'm going to ask a very Marvel question. When you met him, was he was he Mark or was he Hulk when you met him? He was Mark. Oh, he was okay. Mark. Okay. Was he smart Hulk? He may have just been... <laughs> He was smart, Mark. I don't even think he was shooting that day. I think he was just coming by for maybe a fitting or something. Um, yeah. One, one, of the, one of the cool things is I never got to meet Mark, um, but Mark was uh, directing and also starring in a an HBO series. I can't remember the name of it right now, um, but basically it's about him and like his twin brother, I believe. And... Oh. I can't remember the name of it, but anyways, um, the hospital that I work at at the time oh, was under yeah. construction, and so HBO's been doing a lot of filming in the area of New York that we're in, Hudson, mm -hmm. the Hudson Valley. Yep. And so they actually reached out to my company that I work for, the, the the healthcare network I work for, and actually got approved to film in the hospital while it was under construction. And yeah, oh. and so if you go and watch the episode where he goes to the casino, it's actually the hospital I work at. Yeah. And so. Yeah, and they had me because I work security. They had me by the gate, the construction gate, to make sure that people like when they heard Mark Ruffalo was there, they weren't gonna like you know storm the castle. <laughs> and so he walked by and he waved to me. I didn't get actually to get to talk to him, but he was really cool and he was like he was just very outgoing, very friendly to people, which is kind of cool. That's nice. Yeah, most people you meet like I've been doing this for a long time now, and I've met one, one. One and a half actors who were kind of jerks, but apart from that, everyone's like everyone is just kind of really grateful that they get to do this for a living. You know, there's always at some point because you're doing something silly, even if it's a really serious movie, you're still playing dress up, and, you know, and there's it's it's hard, but it's not like you know I've had real jobs. <laughs> I have dug, uh, you know, hand dug a foundation when I used to do a lot of carpeting renovation in Georgia Clay. That was a hard oh, yeah. job. Um, being an actor is not, I mean, the early part of an actor's career is, is very hard because there's so much rejection, there's so much uncertainty. I remember having, you know, I had a three-year-old and an eight, or eight, well, three-year-old and about 11-year-old, and you don't know when your next job's coming in. 
and that's you know that's that's when it's really hard. The actual doing of it is fun, and so that's why I think you know people like Mark. And I think you can't if you're a real jerk, you're not going to keep working. I think it's probably another. Like I guess in most jobs, yeah. I guess there's jerks so, everywhere. It's, you know, it's just <laughs> no matter what. There are jerks. Yeah. yeah. You always get a you always get a couple everywhere you go. Um, so obviously everybody for the most part right now they're talking about what it was like or how has it been working with Tatiana? I mean, as far as on set and everything like that. That's this is your first time working with her as well, so she's a monster. She's just a hard <laughs> literally. <laughs> she is literally a monster. She is an you know, part of when you have, she is in. You know, it the show is told through her point of view, so she's in. She has to be in every scene, except for maybe an establishing shot or something. Um, so she was working every single day, and from I think we started April through maybe August, and then there's reshoots and all that kind of stuff. And she, first of all, not only was she really nice and kind and. You know, the kind of person who there's some certain actors will only kind of hang out with the other actors of their status. Right. You know, those are the jerks. She's not that way. I mean, if there was, she talks to background, she realizes we're all in this together. She would talk to background people. The crew really liked her. I remember you know, the crew, they were exhausted, especially by the end of the shoot. And they, you know, they all to a, every single one was always praised her because she was always just so kind and funny and you know that perfect blend of like in any job takes the work really really seriously but does not take herself seriously at all and and then on top of that she's a really good actor i mean i'm sure you know i had seen her first in orphan black mm -hmm. and i was like where has this person been and i tore through that show and then when i knew i was going to be on it and she was playing uh the lead role I, it's it's like getting to play with Derek yeah. Jeter and uh, you know it's that's that's one of the funnest things about acting is you look up to these actors or you've been watching them and all of a sudden you're just working you know right across the table from them and there's certain actors that you know you act with and they kind of have maybe set their performance so they're not incredibly present with you but she's just like right there and you know if you shift a little bit in how you do something on a different take she shifts and if she shifts and it's just stupidly fun and she's just the nicest 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 it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, she's just, and I'm not a big fan of human beings in general. Same. Man, same. No, just, just too many people, you know. Uh, but she's just, oh, my God. And, yeah. and I think that really helped, and her energy helped. And she's not just acting and see, she's acting in the motion capture right. suit 80% of the time. And she, and when, or she'll have this big. They built this extension with a kind of fake I was head on top. Talk to you about that. Because <laughs> is so, this your first time where you have to like pretend you're looking at something that's eight feet or nine feet tall, <laughs> and you're staring at just like a a, a tennis ball on well, a I've stick? Never had to act. I did so little bit of that just years ago when I did Hunger Games. We had all this pretend, you know, uh, cyber, three D stuff that was all just mime when we did it. But I never had to act with someone. Um, and most of, I guess my first couple of scenes with her, she was Jen. 
But the rest of the time, because you know, my character insists that she be this, <laughs> she's shield. And so she would either have that head or, uh, yes, and it's it's tricky because your instinct is to look in mm -hmm. someone's eyes instead of this fake head on top of their head. Um, and you'd see, you get pretty good at it. You do like, there's that one long, I think it was in the first, ep no, the second episode, that long yeah. walk and talk scene where she's behind me with a thing on her head. <laughs> and often, you know, I turn around and I think, you know, often, you again, you just go, you hear the voice and you go, oh. and, and, and it's so, but it's, it's odd for us, but I think she had to do it every single day. And, um, but again, being a fan of the movies, it's like, getting, again, it's like, a, it's like a bag, I keep using baseball metaphors, but it's like getting to go, you know, in the clubhouse at Shea Stadium or, uh, Yankees do because you get you do all the every single wardrobe change you have they have to scan you so you go to the room that has the like 280 uh, cameras then there's another room where there's sort of another kind of capture so that they can you know if they have to place you somewhere where you haven't shot and things like that but it's just so fun it's never kind of they just you finish the scene they go we're heading to scanning right. and it's just part of, it becomes part of your day but you know, and I, I was doing that here and there throughout the summer. But she's doing that every day. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just it, it, you see, even knowing kind of how they do it, I still don't know how the hell they do that stuff. <laughs> just, uh, I think I think he's magic. So. Now <clears throat> we talked a little bit in the pre-show about you know uh, you being a Marvel fan prior and everything like that. So yeah. I mean, you know, like. Kind of like the question that like a lot of people who make it into a Marvel movie, like, was this like a, a, a big moment for you or was like I made it into like Marvel? Like, yeah, because it's just it's sort of, you know, especially if you're it's like the way I was a fan of The Walking Dead. I mean, I watched that show from the very first episode. And so you have this weird thing if you're watching as a fan of this show, but in the back of your head, you go, oh, yeah, this is how I make my living. And. God, wouldn't that be fun to be able to mm -hmm. be on that? So that? You know, that happened. That was like, it's the same feeling I had then when, well, it's a little different because I hadn't seen She-Hulk, but just knowing, being part of the whole Marvel thing is just, uh, it's, it, it's what you kind of want to do. You want to be part of cool, fun stuff. It's like certain directors you want to work with. And it's like, and when it happens, it's just like, you know, you want to play for the Yankees. You want to get to play in Ebbets Field. You know, it's, well, actually, I just I, you know, I'm a big baseball fan. For years, I wanted to see a game at Ebbets Field, and finally, a few years ago, you do, and it's just it's it is little dreams come true. And um, it, you know, we're not saving orphans in, in yeah. Taiwan. Just just make a TV show. But it's, it's, it's very fun. It's really really cool. Um, and and it's amazing. And you always forget how many people watch these things. <laughs> I got a message from uh, Pakistan today. Wow. From someone. <laughs> what the hell? And it's it that way with Walking Dead too, because you just yeah. forget that people. You know, this is a worldwide thing, and it's just kind of. It's great, but it's it, on a on a corny level. It's fun that you know you do this. For example, during the pandemic, and during you know the war in Ukraine, I was feeling really stupid about being an actor because you go like, what am I doing? This I, I played. I literally played dress up. <laughs> but I had a friend of mine who's she's a uh, she works in the emergency room. She's a uh, anesthesiologist, and she had a horrendous time, obviously during the pandemic. 
is watching person after person die. And she kind of scolded me. She said, if it wasn't for you guys making TV shows and movies, there'd be nothing to distract me from my job that is so hard. And it, it didn't quite convince me, but it did think it, one of the few benefits of, you know, of doing TV shows and stuff is you, you know, for 20, 30 minutes or an hour, a couple hours, you, you know, I know what it feels like if I've had a rough day and I'll turn on a show I like that just take me away for a while, make me laugh. And, and so, um, so that's kind of fun. It's just weird knowing someone in Pakistan is watching. <laughs> you, you never know. Shot a we, year. We could have a we could have Pakistan somewhere watching. <laughs> someone, someone in the Hudson Valley watching. That's well. Weird. I mean, well, that's for you, it's pretty close to home, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, you have you have we're France. We're in Hudson. We're, we're... You have you have France, Finland, um, the UK, the UK. I mean, you got a bunch of people watching right now. Oh my God! Hello. <laughs> and I mean, obviously, I think Linda said that she was able to. Linda's in France, and she said she was able to find She-Hulk, and she's watched the first two episodes. She loves it. Cool. Um, <clears throat> Pi is obviously here. Pi is in Finland, and you know we all remember. Hello, Pi. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We all remember what happened with Pi last time. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> But so, for, and for those of you who maybe, you know, if you haven't had a chance to watch watch it yet, um, and you don't mind a spoiler or whatever, but Steve plays in a law firm, it's uh, GLK and H, and, he, and you're the H. And he is the H. Like, H. he is Mr. Holloway, and he is basically the only lawyer who ever appears in the comics as well. So, That's true. he's the man. Yeah. He's the guy. And, you know, I said this to a friend of mine, right? But, like, think this is an aspect of the superhero world you don't think about, right? Is if yeah. if, an, if an enhanced individual, you know, needs a lawyer, <laughs> who are they going to hire? You know, and a lot of law firms might shy away from that because it, it could be seen as a losing case because they cause all this destruction yeah. and everything. And, you know, it's, it's cool to think because I have a feeling that the law firm is going to play a very big part in Phase 5. Very busy. We're very busy, yeah. Because it's like, well, it's funny you think of all, yeah, all the damage that they, my God, they look at they did. The I mean, that's what caused the Sokovia Accord. <laughs> I was gonna say you know? we have the Sokovia Accord. <laughs> yeah, and... it's like there, there's, it's kind of fun that there are real world consequences for all that stuff they do. It actually makes it, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of fun. Uh, so we're busy. Yeah, and I, so like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just scanning through some questions here real quick. Um, this is from Linda. It says, in one interview, you said, as a kid, I was a huge Captain America and Spider-Man fan. Are you still a fan of these superheroes? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. I've seen, and I usually like the Captain America movies. He's maybe about three times each. I just rewatched Civil War maybe about a year ago. Um, it's kind of funny. You remember when you were a kid and you played like comedy albums over and over? I felt like I watched... Um, uh, uh, um, what, what, I just again, I just like Captain America so much and the whole Bucky stuff. Um, and I loved Spider Man, the last one. I thought they did a great job. And it was even if you weren't a fan of Marvel, it was a great story. Um, and uh, and they what I find is I'm on you know, I'm not a well, I, no, I guess I am a huge fan. I just find I'm re watching 
like some of the movies are so intense. Like you know the um, the last you know when the Avengers just all died, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so intense. I remember getting walking out of the theater going, I'm not sure if I like. I was just kind of overwhelmed. Then I saw it again, you know, when it, when it's out on video and stuff, and I found enjoying them even more. You get sort of more of the nuance and the stuff. Um, so yeah, I am still huge. Those are still probably Captain America, Spider Man are still probably my favorite Marvel characters. I liked I liked Iron Man more in the movies than I did in the yeah. comic. I mean, I remember getting Iron Man comics. Agree. Yeah. For uh, yeah, I don't know if it was the humor. Some about Captain America though. I you know I played Captain America as a kid with my friends. <laughs> so you know that's so much. Did you use the old trash can lid for the shield? I try to remember. I. You know, I actually may have. That's what I used. <laughs> That's when metal trash can. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's flip up rolling things. Right. They're like, they could actually harm somebody. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it happened. I didn't anything, but I remember, like, I don't know why that coloring book is is cemented in my, because I remember painting, I guess because it's all primary colors. It's red, white, and blue, most, most almost every single page. And it's just very, ah, I still have. I may have to go get one. <laughs> I'll say coloring books are very therapeutic. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I loved it. I would just sit, I, and I had a thick, I wish I still had it. It was a thick, damn coloring book. It was like, <laughs> I was kidding around. So, so with, with us not knowing the future of, obviously, the, the, the rest of the episodes and anything like that, and without being able to know what your further future is with the show, um, uh, I mean, you know, like, yes, you're going to be around for a while, a little bit there. I mean, can we speculate that we'll see more of you? I don't know. Okay. Maybe. All right. I don't know, man. All right. You know, someone's always yeah. has to ask that, that question where I have to be like beat around the bush about it. <laughs> I can tell you I don't get my throat slit. No. <laughs> so, I mean, oh, you, I, were you able to walk away with a little piece of like any set memorabilia or anything? Did they like, oh, you could like, you know, you, you took a piece of uh, green paint or something? I took Tatiana's wallet. Oh. So, so you're that, a pickpocket. That, does that count? Yeah. <laughs> She's knocked out. You're like, you know what? I'm just gonna grab that real yeah. quick. Was that at the bar scene when you yeah. saw it at the bar? You figured, <laughs> I, why not? No, I did. It's funny because and also a lot of the stuff isn't real. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taking a piece of green screen. They, they do give you your um. You get you know your little character chair thing. Your the oh, cast okay. chair. Yeah, that's a tradition on a lot of shows and movies that when you're done for that season or that, you get to take that uh, home, which uh, it's just kind of that's fun. Really you just cool. stick it in. I've never heard that. I have a box, a special box that I, I yeah, keep those Did in. you get yeah, one for, kind of... for Yellowstone too? No, I wasn't there long no. enough because I only did like three episodes. Mm-hmm. You'd get something. Probably had get? some boots. A horse. A uh, horse, yeah. right? Because <laughs> almost always you get some little thing. Sometimes they're really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, I don't remember if I got something real. So. Hmm. So look, but I have a little special box where I stuff all those things. And one day when I'm an old man, like next week, I'll, I'll look at them. Hey, look, look what Papa used to do. He was on television. <laughs> It'd be like, remember those things called TVs? Because we'll have something completely different. 
<laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, we'll be we'll be watching it on our yes, yeah. like a hologram projector right. in the living room. Remember those TVs we hung on the walls? <laughs> <laughs> those are good times. You and your holograms. I know. I know that Steve. I know Steve can't say anything, but IMDb does say he's there through episode nine. So I'm just reading IMDb. So he's not giving anything away. I'm just reading the okay. internet. So we're allowed to read the internet out loud. We're not. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and IMDb can lie also, just putting they that can, out there. <laughs> I'm actually hoping, I, like a little, you know, I'm excited because I'm, I'm hoping I get my little IMDb credit for where I played a cop on Poker Face. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. So, well, you should. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I didn't yeah, get to take anything to. home, My son though. has his, and he was just, yeah, my son was just in little bit things, and he's got his own, so I'm sure yeah. you can. So, mm -hmm. I won't see oh. that show or anything until next year sometime. But you know, <laughs> that's it. Well, and speaking of IMDb, I can you tell us anything about we have a ghost that you're going to mm. be in? Yeah, yeah, that. that's that is like I'm excited about, yeah, I heard that, about one. that one. <laughs> it's, I'm not, and I'm excited too, not because I'm in it, but because um, it's funny because when they sent me. Uh, I hadn't seen the script, and when I saw it, there was a the, an audition for We Have a Ghost, I was like, ah, I'm trying not to do horror movies that much, because I did The Conjuring and The Insidious, yeah, yeah. which I really love. Mm -hmm. but there is a little danger in getting, getting like, oh, you do horror. Oh, that's like, what you do, yeah. I like doing that, and the fans are incredible. But just as an actor, you like to do different stuff. So I was, you know, and they said, no, no, it's not a horror movie. Hmm. And I was like, okay, well, let me see. And then they sent me the script, and it is, it's got scary parts. But the best way I could describe it, it's like the movie, it's like E.T. with a ghost. Um, and it's really funny. It's really exciting. It's genuinely exciting. Um, but it's just so, uh, Christopher Landon wrote it. He's me and Mike Landon's son. Really good filmmaker. Um, and the kind of director that, you know, to be a director, you got to be this benevolent dictator because you got to keep stuff moving. You can't just, but he's a really nice guy and he knows, again, he knows exactly what he wants. It's like a good architect. Um, and that, and he got some really good, there's uh, Anthony Maggie and David Harbour. Tig Nataro, if, I don't know if you know her, is, she, she's kind of my nemesis in the show. She's okay. like, she's kind of a conspiracy fan. Uh, the researcher who just bothers the hell out of me, um, and that was so much fun. But yeah, I and think Jennifer Coolidge is in it also. Yeah, it was, we had just done a movie together. Okay, and we missed each other. I think by a day because she's—I'm not in any of her scenes, okay. and she lives part time of the year in New Orleans. So we actually got to see each other because I was there. I was supposed to be there only like about five weeks, and I was there like two months because we had a hurricane in the middle. Oh wow. She, but we got to, I got to see her while I was there. And yeah, she's in there. And uh, I saw Anne Mahoney has a part in it. Yes, she awesome. does. Yes, she That's does. really cool. Yeah. I think she's she's from Louisiana. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and um, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be a really fun, good movie. And the young actors they have are mm -hmm. great. They're not like, they don't seem, you know, like some young actors like actors. Mm -hmm. They seem like, oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. But they, they're really great and it's i'm looking forward to it it's just a someone who loves good movies because the story is one of the best scripts i've ever it just you know some movies you know how they go like great beginning great middle and then it's like they went well we don't know how to finish it let's just turn off the camera <laughs> and, uh, 
but this has a great it's beginning middle ends perfectly and it's very that's why i compared it to et it's very moving um uh, without being corny it's just like uh it's it's gonna be great i'm not sure when it's coming out i i thought it might come out around halloween okay. or so but it may come out later i'm not sure but yeah it's it's oh it's gonna be fun interesting yeah i'd heard about that too and i was wondering you know where it was gonna sit on the meter of like horror or so yeah it's scary but it's not yeah i wouldn't call it a horror it's or even even like it's a ghost but the ghost is well, i won't say it anymore. No, I'm scared. <laughs> so it's yeah it's a, little, it's a little harsher than casper um here's something actually so you getting the role in general on uh she hulk what so how did how did that play? Was that like traditional, or is that where you did like you sent in the video, or you did like the video form, or? Really traditional. It was um, it was again as I mentioned, or I was talking to someone earlier or a few days ago that they uh, like The Walking Dead. They disguise the okay. role, um, so you don't know. You know, when you have something like that, that if it's derivative of like you know, because I guess you know if it got out because some actors are boneheads and. If they sent out audition material that had like you know Holloway on it, they go, oh, then there's going to be a whole thing. So it was it was um, Nicholson was his name, hmm. uh, and, um, but the only thing that was different is that well, it's kind of odd because of the pandemic, uh, there were no in-person auditions pretty much in the country. So you get a basic character description, but they also. Had, I didn't know it was going to be basically Marvel's first comedy, really. Um, so when I did it, you know, the character has those elements of authority. So I was pretty much pretty straightforward, right. you know, thinking it's more of a, a drama. Um, but then they said, I guess I, I can't remember how much time went by. They said that they'd liked it, but uh, it's it's a comedy. So just, you know, it's not like you do it funny, but it does have a different sense. So I knew that, and, and since then, I had time to think about it. And also, I think I'd gotten and, and researched the character. No, I guess I couldn't have researched it until I knew. No, I guess I hadn't. But I just, you start looking at, well, what are the other colors in there? And so you, part of the fun I had with Holloway is kind of, he enjoys his authority so much. Like, and I got to play around with that where we have a lot of these little phone, Holloway and a lot of the scenes I'm on the phone or I pick up a phone at the end of the scene and I'm not sure how much they'll keep they kept it for the second episode where I'm talking to someone and they just let me improvise or just saying you know send so-and-so to you know uh, Minnesota he hates the cold uh, let so-and-so go so I think I did I had a little more fun with the authority because mm -hmm. he's so he's he's a partner at the most successful yeah. law firm in the city it's authority. So the I, way I've read his character so far is authority, but there is a very dry humor in almost his delivery yeah. of things. Yeah. So it's like authoritative, but he, he's you could tell that there's like a a like a glimmer of like just soft humor, but like dry. Yeah, because he's not afraid. I don't think you know he's not afraid. He's like very comfortable on his own skin. Right. So, but what's fun about that is that Jen. She Hulk messes with him because she just doesn't do, she doesn't follow the rules, mm -hmm. and he's used to doing the rules. But you know how someone who has a lot, a lot of people that will do exactly what he says, or she, 
do exactly what she says. When there's someone that doesn't, it's kind of refreshing, even though it's really frustrating. It's also like I kind of respect her, the fact that she is so independent. So that adds another whole, and that's part of the fun too, of acting when you're, because Tatiana, the actress, has so much confidence and just radiates, she, kind of, she radiates kind of a mischievous quality. So you're working off at that too. And so it all becomes, you know, they start affecting how you play your character. Um, and also knowing, it, it, it's always fun playing someone who has a lot of power, because uh, especially when your first day on set, because you're always nervous. But if your character is really powerful, it's kind of like, well, fake it till you make it. <laughs> you know, my, my first day on set of We Have a Ghost, my character basically, uh, without that wasn't the dialogue, but I'm basically telling Anthony Maggie to shut the hell up and sit down. Um, <laughs> And instead of being nervous about it, it's just like it's fun. You get to come in and order people around, and you know. So it's it's a lot. It's yeah, having power is a lot of fun, and you get to wear cool clothes. <laughs> I mean, you got some great suits, you know. I mean, got them power lawyers well, going on. Well, what's it, the um, the costume designer? Uh, her name Ann Foley, and she is oh my god, because going to see her, she was like again one of these people that is so prepared. And it was very, very specific, very expensive, very specific kind of clothing to wear. And the minute on these suits, is like, that's, that's, I'm the guy. You wear, I remember reading, you know, De Niro wore, when he played Capone in The Untouchables, I think he wore like $500 silk boxers as Al Capone. Because it made, <laughs> I did not do that. Uh, but the clothes can make you feel, you know, remember as a kid, you put on a cape, you feel kind of, yeah. You know, <laughs> And it's and having these really nice tailored suits. You know, I don't have my, I don't have suits. I have a suit and a half. Right. <laughs> so you put these on, and it's like you stand different, and it's yeah, it helps it's you pretty, be like, get into that character. You get in the character mode. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah and you don't. There's a lot. Of, and then you walk into the set for the the office is the size of the bottom floor of my house. I mean, in terms and a lot higher and so you walk in there and it's like damn. So, yeah talk about the sets because obviously i mean it's you know they it's, it's high rises it's you know downtown city and everything so i mean what what was the set actually like what was it they did you know we did very little well this some locations and a lot of the outside stuff but even some of the outside was studio stuff um all my stuff was in a set that they built they built the interior of you know, GLK and H's law offices, which again, it's LA, it's the top tier law office in the city. And they built it, you know, and I know what, you know, it looks like, it, everything looks like it's marble and it's not, but it sure looked like it. Glass, everything like just, and it was two, kind of two and a half stories, a whole entrance coming up. There's some green screen to, to be on that. But entire offices, and they had a room that I think you saw in the walk and talk, a room of the comic books, mm -hmm. which I spent a lot of time in during free time because it's yeah. like it was like walking to a comic store. There um, was a hint I saw on, online about the comic that shows in the office of uh, one of the offices, there's a comic on the wall, and I believe it's She Hulk issue number one. 
yeah, they have. It's there's you, for Easter eggs and stuff. You could just just be pausing all yeah. that long. Yeah, they built this, stuff, you know, and oftentimes, and even all the computers were actual working computers and phones and office supplies. It's just the little detail that they went to. Wow. Uh, it's just you know, it's it's just so it's just really fun, and you're wa- you're walking around a giant playhouse, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and that's where I guess you know it helps to have the backing of Marvel and Disney, and they you know they have the resources. But one thing that was really cool. I've been on movies where you see them wasting money, where you see like man, I see why movies cost so much. Right. I didn't see any wasted money. Everything was there. You know, they weren't building like sets that no one's ever going to see. Everything was going to be seen at some point, but they just wanted to make sure it's authentic and it gives that feeling. And it's just that attention to detail, the craftsmanship, like the people that prepare the props and things, the rocks, like when, you know, when Tatiana breaks through the walls, these look, you behold it. Like we had, you know, there were pieces of cinder block on our desk and I'm holding it. And it, I, even though it's as light as a piece of foam, because that's what's made out of, you swear that it's just like even looking at it right up close. And so, the, you know, it's the kind of, I, again, I used to be, I supported myself as a carpenter when it first started. And uh, you really appreciate that, that, you know, the people that do the work and the stuff that you're not going to see, you know, behind the lighting outlet, it's that quality of workmanship. And that, that was across the board, that, and that is just kind of inspiring. I, to see that kind of I asked the question. She goes, "Are the office oh. memos that you would get? Are they actually an office memo, or is just a blank piece of paper, and you have to remember the line?" <laughs> that, that, that's a great. That's a great question, Pi. You get an extra slice of pie. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. That's the thing. Like you would, and those are things that no one will see, but there'll be a memo that someone will write, and then there's going to be like six of them because sometimes they keep getting delivered. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a scene for something that happens later, and there are, oh, I can't say. There's a thing that you look at, and that thing is cool. How's that okay. for? <laughs> All right. Exciting. You're stay tuned for God, that. On the, got me on the seat, my, right on the edge of the seat right now. <laughs> that is a great question. There's little, like, there's things like in the, um, the, the, in the second episode when I hand over to Jen, you know, the uh, uh, Blonsky oh, yeah, sign. Blonsky, <clears throat> That's just not, you know. I've done, I did, I've done so many TV movies and stuff that it would be just like gibberish or whatever. But this was like a real legal form waiver signed by this, that, and I was like, that's why I was like, holy crap! And I'm just looking at all this kind of cool stuff that they do. And and again, that someone sat up and took the time to do that. Um, and then as an actor. You just you don't have to pretend it. You're looking at this thing, and it's like it's just yeah, it's so can, cool. Can we real quick talk about probably no. my favorite? What my favorite part of episode <laughs> two? Oh, I know it was when Jen was talking to Bruce, and he's on the ship, and he's on the phone, and oh. she's asking his forgiveness about um <laughs> about you know um representing Emil Blonsky. Yeah, and he goes, "Oh, it happened a long time ago. It was like I was a different person." Literally, Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's amazing." Yeah. I got this. That uh, that's my favorite line that's been in the series so mm-hmm. far, and I think I think that he came up with saying "literally" um, because that was um, yeah, with one line, it just sort of not tips the cap to right. all those movies that we either enjoyed or suffered through, mm-hmm. or 
Um, I, I love it. I just I got to see it. They did a little premiere out in Los Angeles and they showed the first four episodes. And that line, I think, got the biggest laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cool because, like, you know, in a lot of ways, um, The Incredible Hulk, you know, the movie, laid, it laid the groundwork for the MCU in a lot of ways that people oh. don't realize. Oh, yeah. It did, yeah, but it, yeah. it didn't get the credit. It deserves. It, and I think a lot of it had to do because of the imbalance in the actors that, they, mm-hmm. you know, they went from yeah, it's weird is there so much you know people talk about how hard it is to make a movie but the thing about you know like if if iron man had been made with someone other than uh robert Downey jr you know and if it hadn't been you know the chemistry between him and john favreau Mm -hmm. and then you know the first option was tom cruise yeah yeah i think i read and i'm like i I don't think i could have i don't think it would have resonated as well i don't think i would have cried at the end of infinity war like i did don't get me wrong i love tom cruise but i think the ones they knew what they kind of had you knew a certain kind almost every actor they have is really good at comedy you know think of chris Mm -hmm. Hemsworth. they all there's no one that's like you know and it just doesn't you know and i remember thinking i I thought about this recently if someone other than tatiana was playing she-hulk it just would because that show has a bite it has a you know, there's some feminist stuff, but it's not like rah right. rah. It's like good common sense. Yep. You know, like yep. yeah, she has to hold in a lot of rage because I do it every fucking day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's she has a certain integrity to it and that groundedness. And I think that's that's a good point you make because it's just like they, they they had some of the pieces. Like I think that that first the you know the first incredible show that there's an appetite for mm-hmm. this. And it's like kind of like Lord of the Rings and also the technology finally caught up yeah. to you know could tell almost any story now like lord of the rings you couldn't do lord of the rings until you know peter jackson and Weta workshop and stuff um and that's and now you get sandman and all this stuff where like anything is possible which is really kind of you'll read a book now i remember reading books going oh man they could never make a movie out of this and now it's like oh yeah i guess they, you know, yeah you can basically do anything you want now yeah it's um it's sad too to see how some of the actors from the franchises have received so much like I don't want to say hate but yeah I mean it's just you know like Chris Pratt got so much shit for being Star-Lord I never understood (laughs) it I'm like I I think he did an amazing job in that role I've I know the comics you know and you know it's just stuff like that when I read about all the hate that She-Hulk received online with mm-hmm. all these one-star ratings before yeah. it even aired. Well, because a lot of people yeah. were rubbed the wrong way because in the trailer the CGI looked not, not it looked clunky. But the thing is, it wasn't finished in production yet. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you if you look at the pre-CGI stuff of Rocket Raccoon, <laughs> you what know, about Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. And people, I guess, it's just, I guess it's the nature, if you think of, like, the nature of the internet is anyone can sort of go, you know, like, I'm tired of living in my mother's basement. (laughs) 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 But I know someone's, I read one thing, one guy went, there's too many female Marvel heroes. It's like, have you ever read a comic? Like, have you ever (laughs) dove into the Marvel universe? And how obscene some stuff in the comics is. I'm trying to translate that into a live action movie doesn't always work. You have to take certain liberties with it. And here's the thing. Like, if if you were a, a Marvel or DC fan, whatever, both, and you actually, like, those comics were harsh. They were raw. 
you know yeah. i mean it, like and like you said like they can't not that they couldn't of course you can make every every you know uh, marvel movie rated r if you wanted to obviously disney curtails away like they don't do that yep you know yeah. But they are also able to show that there's a way to do it without having to do that and be very successful. Yeah. This is, yeah. And not being, you know, for example, like I, I, I have nieces and nephews in, in Canada and a lot of the stuff I do, they can't watch. It's not like, hey, let's watch Insidious 2. Uh, <laughs> okay. But also, fun for grownups too. It's not like, same thing with, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. There's so much for you know, us uh, older people. Uh, uh, and yeah, so it's just like, I just think, yeah, there's so many, it goes back to there's just too many people with opinions and it's, it's fine. And I understand, I mean, if you're looking for just special effects mm -hmm. or just the dialect, right. you know, it's like you're gonna find something you don't like. I would like, I'd love to take them, anyone who complains about special effects is like, come here, let me show you how hard these yeah. guys work. <laughs> how they are working way after we go home, they're, you know, they're oh my god crunching stuff and oh my lord and they might have a different mm -hmm. opinion and it's like you know everything you could always improve something but it's and, you, and no one's ever going to be really happy um, and again just the thing about the yeah, i've read some stuff it's like man that's just mean just, mainly because she's a she's a woman lead and it's like and they say like hitting us over the head it's like they ain't hitting anybody over the head what you, they like, have plans on releasing a whole like uh, a whole series with the um i forget their name but it's all the women that formed in um endgame at the very end when they fought thanos all the women that formed there's an actual story arc that they're gonna do oh yeah. really oh, and it's it's based off of you know it's with gwen paltrow and she's mm -hmm. playing the uh iron rescue. rescue yeah and then you know scarlet witch and just uh all of them together yeah. and you know that's an actual story arc so it's like if you're complaining about having a woman lead on one show what are you gonna do when they make an actual whole movie series out of it you know you're not gonna go watch it yeah bullshit it's, you're gonna go like, watch like, it yeah like, yeah it's like it's just a movie enjoy yourself if you don't like it you, go, you don't have to be but people are mean well, that's like steve it. did you just... watch um thor love and thunder yes okay yes. so yes. i love that movie i thought it was hysterical it was a nice change of pace for me from the MCU, like because it, like, especially coming off of like Endgame and mm -hmm. No Way Home, there was a lot of serious oh, overtones yeah. to it and everything. And for me, it was just it was hysterical. Like when they when they're flying the ship and they crash into the planet, <laughs> and the goats scream. <laughs> for me, yeah. was just amazing. Yeah. I, I just I couldn't stop laughing, yeah. and I I love it. I loved it. But people again hated on it so hard in the theaters and in, in the reviews. Right. yeah and they, people, they go well it's not the same as the first right. one it's like because the first one was the first one and it kind of broke the mold of marvel yeah. movies you can't redo that that's it's so they 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 got a little it was too silly it's like well it just got a little sillier they're having mm -hmm. fun and again it's not nuclear fusion it's a movie. my only complaint was that it, it was one of the marvels it was like the shortest film they've done so far that's a hard thing that didn't bug me but i don't some people it's like they are because marvel movies are usually pretty you got two long, plus hours that... usually you know and this was i think just yeah, cut yeah. short of two hours and it yeah. to me though like when you because i watched when i've watched it i do feel like it's choppy mm -hmm. like you have really? your whole scene play out and then it's just chopped into another 
immediate scene of something else going on. I wish they just would have given yeah. more story and given us two and a half hours. That's, That's, That's my only complaint. Because they learned it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I'm amazed. Because remember, for a while, there's a whole period where movies were an hour and a half. I mean, like romantic comedies and most comedies need to be an hour and a half. But then we will, if it's good, we will sit through it. If it's like, so. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I thought it was great because. Again, spoilers, so we're spoiling a lot, but uh, <laughs> it's been a while. But if you watch like the post-credit scene, right? Natalie Portman, she she's dead. Jane Jane Foster has died from her cancer, and um, storybook art, a hundred percent. And where does she end up? She ends up in Valhalla, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and she in the first person she meets is Heimdall with you know Idris Elba, who I yeah. love. I love Heimdall. It's one of my favorites. That was just yeah, and that was I see. It's so silly, but I got yeah. teary. I mean, I'm, I'm, I get, and I'm, yeah, I was just what, like, oh, because like, not only did I see it up, mm-hmm. yeah, I was just like, oh, yeah, that was actually, I, I know that Heimdall was not a major, major character, even though he had some very important roles throughout the Thor movies. He was movies. a significant character. He really was yeah. significant. He didn't have a lot of screen time, but he had a lot of meaning. Without yeah. him, Earth six one six never gets warning about Thanos. Exactly. Yeah, and that's the fun of this, and that's what what I think Marvel does really well is they 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 they're good at, at, at they're good to their fans. They know those little things you like, and those little like again when you referenced earlier the um, thing about you know I'm a different person you know entirely. Mm-hmm. It it gives credit to you know the, and some people you know it'll go over their head because they haven't seen the movies and stuff. But I love that they do those little Easter eggs and not in a geeky like insider. Ah, ah, ah. Right. But in a joyful fun, because these movies are meant to be fun, right. and they do yep. this much fun stuff that if you happen to catch, or maybe you're watching it again, and you go, "Oh man, that's the," it's just and all those little Easter eggs that are in She-Hulk when the you know like the help wanted ads, and it says like "Man with metal claws, claws. Yeah. men with metal claws," yeah, yeah, just those little things that are just like. Yeah. It's just, it, it makes you feel appreciated as a fan. That's one thing that, um, I don't know if anybody here watched it, but all the CW DC shows, I'm a huge DC fan. I, for me, DC Comics was where it's at. I mean, I have a Flash tattoo. I've got a Deathstroke tattoo. I love DC <laughs> Comics, you know. And so in Flash, like the first season, you know, Barry Allen, he sees a newspaper article from, I think, like 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 30 years 20 years in the future something like that and it says you know flash vanishes in crisis which is a nod to um crisis on infinite earths where they merged all of their properties together um but on the bottom left there's a newspaper article and the newspaper article is written by iris west allen who is his wife in the comics and the show and on the bottom it says wayne uh it says wayne industries and um Mm. uh, wayne tech and queen industries merged to form one company and it's a nod yeah. to Batman and Green Arrow and their yeah, companies yeah, merging. Gee, yeah, yeah like, for me, that was like a nerd moment. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, what are, what, are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm I'm just excited about what She-Hulk is going to help open up to. You know, she is a barrier breaker when it comes to the, the you know, the fourth wall. The fourth wall. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, there's one other major character who breaks the fourth wall. I'm just gonna say that well, yeah. uh, that would be kind of a cool interaction seeing them interact. I'm just something to say. Yeah. Well. Well, true. there's not. There's more than. That. I mean, you got as far as time travel. Goes, I'm saying people that are already established as being. You got cable on TV. Oh well, yeah, true. Cable does. Yeah. Cable does too. Yeah. True. So I mean. See? Um. But yeah, I did see the thing about the the man with the claws. Mm-hmm. That was a cool little hint. Yep. Um. Because we still haven't. We've yet to see a mutant. 
you know, well, well, not true, because they say that Scarlet Witch is a mutant. Well, no, but also Miss Marvel, Kamala. Khan. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she, yeah, she's been identified as a mutant, correct? Yeah. But they, they've also said that it's possible that Quicksilver and Scarlet were both mutants. Renee, while those two guys are talking about that stuff, let's hear me talk. Okay. They could go on for hours. Trust me, I know. I try to get involved, and I'm like, nope, don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and they know it. I'll stop. I'm sorry. No. Everybody in the chat's yelling. You're fine. You're fine. You're so, fine. But Linda did have yeah, a question. Yeah, I know. I saw that I, from Linda. I, yes. I lose it. So Linda was perusing your Instagram, and she saw that you were in a race car, and she wanted to know what that was about. Oh, okay. She's a big Formula One fan. Oh, well, it was, uh, it goes back to, I, I wanted to get my wife a present for Christmas. And they have the Atlanta Motor Speedways here. And I thought, she loves driving. She's a really good driver, better than me. She's She hates driving as me. Her feet go through, like, there should be, like, hand imprints of the <laughs> dashboard. Because what I'll do is I'll be in the middle of a turn and tell a story and just kind of slow down and tell the story. She'd be like, get through the intersection. Anyway, so I thought I'd get her. They have a thing at the Latimer Speedway where you can, you get to drive a car. You get a, a couple laps with a, a driver you, as a passenger to give you the lay of the land. You have to go in like an hour, two hours early to get to take a little course. And then you get to drive like, how many laps did I do? 15, 20 laps? Oh, wow. By yourself. And... Uh, well, see, but she said, that's too fast for me. And I was like, someone has to use it. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was terrifying. When I did the, you know, the test run with the driver, he's going, like, very fast. And I was like, this was a big mistake. I think I'm going to die. There's no way I can drive this by myself. And I thought, I'm just going to, it was like going to school. I'm like, I'm just going to go, I'm going to call my mom and dad and have them pick me up. Um, but once it was over, I went, oh, come on. When, when are you going to get, ah, what's happening? Your alarm. Um, when do you get checked? That, yeah, if, if I get uh, off an attention, alarms go off. So <laughs> <laughs> I had that installed in my um, But no, so I got to do it, and it is, oh, my. God, it is so much Were fun. Were these like exotic and, cars uh, or I, NASCARs or? It's okay. NASCARs. It's a real NASCAR, but you can't. I still didn't go. I probably went maybe 150, 160. It felt like 400 miles an hour. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought, in hindsight, I'd like to maybe do it again, like go a little faster. But it was, it was fast enough. And it was, yeah, so that was. That was that was too much fun. That was really that's fun. a good gift too. It's very thoughtful. Yeah, and then you yeah, have to use it. Yeah. <laughs> so I got her a gift certificate to uh, Taco Bell. So uh, <laughs> where you would need a race car when you're done eating it to get home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I can see why you know folks like Paul Newman and stuff got hooked on it because it's a you, the adrenaline you get. Mm -hmm. It's some. I was like, oh, okay, I see right. what. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So. so the professionals took your. They got in there and took you around too. Yeah, that was terrifying. Because you're that doing was, like 180, 20 miles an hour. Soiled myself. Because yeah. it was like I thought. Does he know that we're gonna die? I think he doesn't realize how fast he's going. 
And he was just like, ah, da, 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 da. I'm like, it was like Wolf I'm trying. And I did yeah. breathe. I did realize I forgot to breathe. I was like, for one whole lap, I was like, mm. <laughs> and I went, well, maybe that's why I'm feeling afraid because I don't have any oxygen going to my brain. Them G forces <laughs> will do it to you. That's for sure. Yeah, that's another thing. I thought, how am I going to hold on to the steering mm -hmm. wheel when my face is pulled off of my skull? <laughs> Uh, but I didn't. I managed to. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. Very cool. Sounds like it. Uh, all, all I'm picturing is is, is uh, Will Ferrell in Talladega Nights. How fast is he going? Twenty miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing because it kicks in that thing of like because there's other people on the track. Like you're not alone. There's other mm -hmm. people, and some people in the little class I went to. We're questionable because there are people that like one guy was saying like yeah last time I was here they pulled me off the wow. track <laughs> like with a spatula or <laughs> so, like, yeah because I, yeah, I was just breaking too many rules I was like oh great and you're driving with me that's true you're gonna be... <laughs> so like like as you pass people and people pass you so that's a little nerve wracking because and you don't it's not like you have rear well, I guess I did have mirrors but. You just because you're so you're yeah. locked in and it's not yeah it's not like you're going. Nah, nah. <laughs> there's, no, there's no turn signal. Yes. Let me yeah. just. So, <laughs> Linda wanted to know if you had a superpower, what would it be? And I'm just going to assume it would be to be able to be a better driver fast. That you yeah. want to be able to drive. Yes, quickly. Well, <laughs> to be able to drive and not slow down when I talk. <laughs> yes. yes, I want to fly. That's what I want. I don't know if that would be my. I want to. I, I have these dreams where I fly, oh. and it's. Oh, it's oh, yeah, I just. I, I want to fly. Do you crash <laughs> land? How do you, you know, do you finish the flight? No, it's great because it's, it's, a, it's a mind thing. I have to totally relax, and then I kind of go. <laughs> That's the technical word for. You turn into then a Jetson I can car. Just... <laughs> It is. It has the same actual propulsion <laughs> as it does. And uh, but I have to like clear my mind. It's very. It's like an episode of Kung Fu. Uh, and then I just float down, and it's very impressive. To yeah, people are like, wow, I didn't know you could fly. And then yeah, so and I always wake up in a very good mood and sad that I can't. Actually I mean, that'd be great to do every night, right? I mean, you fly to a different place. It's, yeah, and I've gotten like really, really high. So I was like, yeah, I've gotten really, really high. <laughs> That's I'm before really, you I'm fell really asleep high. and dreamt you were flying. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Um, but yeah, I haven't had a fly. Maybe I'll have one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you do. Yeah, talking about it, you'll, yeah. That'd be great. The, you know, you could get a little message from you tomorrow and be like, guys, I flew last night. Guys, I flew last night. <laughs> Did it all on my own. Well, with that, with that stash, maybe you'll be in Top Gun. I'm a big boy. Ooh. Yeah. Put some aviators on them. Hmm? Oh yeah, yeah. I've never. That's. I've never. Boy, I don't know if I could do that because I don't have a fear of heights, but I have a fear of dying. <laughs> that's fair. You know, it's a solid fear to have. <laughs> so it's pretty solid if I were to pick. Yeah, that's a good fear. That's a healthy. That's a healthy. Yeah, yeah healthy fear. Um, so, you, so since you're up to date, you've watched the, you know, you know what transpired in the first four episodes. Um, what's your take on Hulk then, and and what do you what do you think is going on with his storyline? Because, I mean, I got a pretty good hunch 
I, I don't think he can say anything. That he's heading back I... to... Well, I, you, he probably can't, but I got a hunch. <laughs> I'm going to assume that he's on his way back to Sakar since it was a Sakarian spaceship. And I think down the road we might see a little World War Hulk take place. Maybe in a, in a Marvel movie kind of thing. Because, I mean, you, 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 good... you, you've read actual Hulk comics... You're up, like you know the comics themselves. Yeah, I've read the actual Hulk. I, I, not recently though. Not in a many right. long time. Not in a many. Not long in a many time. long time. Um, I'm good at talking. <laughs> I talks better and stuff. <laughs> not many many long time no read Hulk. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna be if they do go that route. I think that's gonna be an amazing storyline. I could, you know, maybe a way to bring She-Hulk into the cinemas, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I think one thing I do think, I, there's no plan that I know, but even Mark Ruffalo mentioned it. You know, now that she's, I'm sure she will probably be in movies now because she's part of the, she's part Which of the I could only imagine would bring you into it if you're still part of, you know, they got that law firm aspect. We'll see. I don't think, I don't know. That would be, that would be very fun. And then we would be like, Steve, what are you doing? You want to come hang out and tell us all about it, please. Then, then I want to answer. He'll, he'll be like this, smoking a cigar, and be like, again, those guys? I don't remember. How did you get this number? <laughs> I'm a showbiz fan wife. <laughs> um, do you mind if we talk about Yellowstone for a little bit? No. Okay. No, you go ahead. So I mean, so okay. yeah. So I mean, while I'm here. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Please. I'm a huge fan of the show. So when I saw yeah. you uh, pop on in in season four, um, I was blown away. You know, like yeah. I was literally, you were the last person. Honestly, I was like, there's, you know, last person in my mind that I thought I was going to see on Yellowstone. So like me too. Yeah. <laughs> How, what was that? I, I'm not kidding. I was like because when I was very surprised because first of all, Kevin Costner is probably has always been one of my favorite actors. Um, I did I did a little role in a movie of his, uh, Mr. Brooks, years and years ago. Just I shot for like two days, or whatever. Mm. And uh, so I've always, and I just I love his movies. I like and I like him as a as an individual. I think he's very humble and stuff. So uh, I was really not expecting to be on the show. And then I wasn't expecting to go back either because my character, if you've seen the show, he offers the job to uh, uh, the young woman and she turns the job down. And when I was on set, I said to Taylor Sheridan and Kevin Costner, I said, you know, she, she could say yes. <laughs> then I get a story art. And they laughed and went, yeah, ha, ha, ha. But then uh, the odd thing about it, the next season, I guess it was Thursday, I can't remember how it went, first, second, two, three. I got a, because uh, sometimes when you get on a, you do a film or TV show, you get on kind of a, a network of when you're getting scripts through a special server and everything. And I got two scripts from Yellowstone. And I went, oh, they've just accidentally sent it to me because I used to be in the mm-hmm. So I started looking at it, like, wait a minute, my character's back because she changed her mind and i was like holy mackerel and uh so we joked about that when i went back saying she did change her mind but yeah it was yeah it was so much. and i love in 1883 yeah. too 
Yeah. Well, magnificent. That was just Every, like, yeah. Ah. Everything that he's putting out, uh, Sheridan there, everything he's putting out is just been great. Ah. I mean, he's got the, the Sylvester Stallone, Kansas City Mob show coming out. That's yeah, and he did. Did you see um, what's the movie he did with um, Chris Pine and um, oh, uh, Jeff Bridges? Uh, Heller High Water mm-hmm. sounds right. The Bronx. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really. He just he just is a he can write the hell out of stories. He just like he's got so many damn stories in his head. Well, yeah, because I mean, all the spinoffs with Yellowstone. He's got the six six six, the the four six ranch. It's yeah. nuts. And I mean, so your your only regret is you didn't get to ride a horse. That was yeah, because it was like I'm a I'm a college professor, a college president. You know, I was like I want to ride because as I said, you know, I'm up at the ranch, which is a house up in Montana. Spectac- it's was not that a your set. first time it's, in like out there. First time I've been to Montana. Yeah, I've been to California and I've been up to the Canadian Rockies, but I've never been to Montana. And it is everything I had imagined. It is literally, you know, because when you're on a set, they have like a waiting area where actors are. And they said, Steve, do you want to, your chair's inside. It's like, why would I want to sit inside? Because that house sits up and you just can see all around you, just mountains and rolling hills. And it's so that house lit- that's on that ranch, it's all yeah. real. It's a real house. They have built it out. Like I think they built the stables and the riding ring, uh, some other stuff. I think they renovated or expanded the house. I think they expanded the porch that goes around. But that house was there. Jesus. Um, I'm not sure who owned it. But um, yeah, it's a real house. And it's uh, it's a weird thing because there's a lot of little towns near there that are just like regular blue-collar little towns. But these billionaires have built these you know, massive cabins and houses up in the hills. It's a really strange, um, yeah, with helipads and stuff. <laughs> well, just like so. Um, so then, when yeah, when you I filmed. Did you I wish film? I, did you film like on a set, or was that an actual like? No, we shot inside the house. Wow! So they turned that house into like that scene, like the college. The That's college it. Scene. Yeah, that 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 big uh, the the main room, which looks like a lodge almost. That's. That's the house. That's where we were in the kitchen. Um, all this, and they had. I think they have certain. They have certain sets because we did. When I went back the next year, I didn't go to Montana. I went to um, uh, Park City, okay. where they have some studios. But, uh, but we actually shot uh, in. Where did we go? We went over to Salt Lake City. I think that's where we went for the college stuff. Um, uh, so I've never for for Yellowstone I've never shot on a set it's all been on location so yeah I mean when you watch that show on TV it's just like I'm sure it's nothing compared to what it's like in person yes. but the the mountain you know, just, the skyline it's, yeah, it's, it shows like you go anything can happen anything can happen on that show yeah and, and it and it does and it does yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But as far as like the, the 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 scenery alone is just absolutely breathtaking. Like, yeah, it's it's. I was saying the hotel I was staying at. I just went for a walk, and I I was walking over just this in this this little bridge over this creek, and I just took a picture with my phone, and, and I I was sending it to some people, and they said, "Oh, what a great filter you use." I was like, "They ain't no filter." <laughs> Yeah, constantly are just you know the drive from I think I flew into Missoula and it was about an hour and a half drive to get to the location 
Um, and it's just like your jaw is just dropping. It's like literally God's country. It's like, oh, and it makes you feel delightfully insignificant. Just go, you know, the world's going to be here way long after we're here because look at this stuff. It's just like any little worries you have kind of go, or they go, it's virtually yeah, it's untouched yeah. land for the most part. Well, yeah, I get well, it's untouched, but I don't know if it's unowned. But it's like you, you do see, yeah, when you're flying over it too, or just driving through it, you just go, you don't see any houses. You go through a little town, and it's just, uh, yeah, you forget how big the country is, and yeah, that area. And it's just, well, like I live in Atlanta, and where we have a lot of trees, so you don't see the horizon very much unless you go up to the mountains. And the thing about going out west is just like it clears your head because you just you can see for you know just a hundred miles. It's, it's, it's oh, yeah. I can see. I understand why a lot of people want to build houses out there. And I've been out to Arizona and New Mexico and the same kind of thing where it's just it clears your brain. You and at night you know, too, without any, all the lighting and everything around us. Yeah, the sky is bright with stars, which is crazy. Like now, you know, for me, I live just out, just barely outside of Atlanta, and you, you know, you'll see a dozen stars or so. But there, literally, it is it is bright. It's nuts. It's uh, so it's a bucket list now for most people. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. It's like. Yeah, that's how I felt when I when I landed at when I was in Texas. I I, I landed at Dallas Fort Worth Airport and then took a connecting flight to Amarillo. And when I got to Amarillo, I just looked out and it was just like you could see for like miles. It was just black. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's just yeah. crazy. And it, we're from it's you know we're, you know obviously we're from New York and there's just there's mountains and there's terrain everywhere. There's trees oh. everywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. No, Renee, where are you? I'm in Georgia, very south in Georgia. Yeah. We're in Georgia. In a little dinky town called Norman Park. Now, where, where is it near? Because I, I know Georgia really Tifton? well. Tifton? Tifton is where they talk through their teeth. Because, <laughs> no, is that true? Because there's a lot, you go to Tifton, and I'm not kidding, because I used to go, I had family there, uh, or for my wife, and they talk through their teeth because there's so many gnats. Yes, there's gnats uh, here. My I, husband, that's, he's like kind of, We've only lived here since April, so he's not. We didn't know about the gnats. It's not pretty. That, no, it's like it's, they don't bother me. So I either maybe I'm stinkier than he is, or I don't know. Of course, poor pops. Yeah. I call him daddy. Thank you. Well, yeah. Um, it's a sorry. It's an inside joke, Steve. Yes. Okay. Renee's husband Josh is like. Uh, He's like I don't want to say. He's the father. He's, he's the father the, figure. He's the father figure of the group. Yes, yes. Like if like if we need something and we can't like we can't take care of it ourselves, he'll help us out and take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why we started yeah. this thing a few weeks ago. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yeah, that's he, nice. he's yeah. a good guy. It's good. Call oh, him yeah. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, what else do you have? So, I mean, I know we touched base on something you have going on. You know, with the the movie that's coming out. Do you got anything else on your plate right now? There's a, um, I want to build a fence. Uh, Um, Oh, there's a movie I did. The movie that we shot down in the Dominican Republic, the Jennifer Lopez movie, that's called uh, um, Shotgun Wedding. And it's kind of 
action, pretty severe action, action comedy, romantic comedy, a lot of action, with Jennifer Lopez, Josh Duhamel, uh, Jennifer Coolidge, she plays, she's my wife, um, Darcy Carden, who you've seen on The Good Place, uh, she's also in the new um, uh, League of Their Own series, Sonia Braga from Kiss of the Spider Woman, uh, Cheech Marin was there. <laughs> Uh, Lenny Kravitz, and yeah, these were my roommates for a month and a half. We all, Cheech and I were like, you know, on a on a set, you usually have a trailer to go to. Well, they didn't have trailers because we were in this resort where we were shooting a lot of it. So they gave us these little bungalows, and he and I were roommates. So we'd go in, we'd shoot, we'd take little naps. So people took pictures of me and Cheech just napping together. <laughs> Um, but that comes out, uh, I think, early 2023 or sometime first half of 2023, and that's going to be a lot of okay. fun. All right. And uh, other than that, I'm going to talk to my daughter as soon as I finish talking to you. Very nice. <laughs> New York. Okay. Well, we don't, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to keep you from from the daddy daughter time. That's for sure. So <laughs> Um, but I do appreciate, obviously, we all appreciate you coming and spending some time with us. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, everybody in the chat has been very complimentary and saying thank you for your time and everything. <laughs> oh, well, thank, thanks for watching this, Dan. <laughs> um, no, that's, that's, that's all for I mean, if it wasn't for, gosh, if it wasn't for the people who watched it, the fans and stuff, I'd be out of a job. <laughs> You know, people, I don't do it, you know, because people talk about, I do it for the art. And I did it, this isn't, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's fun, it's a problem-solving thing and stuff, but what's really fun is, like, you do this thing, you tell a story, and people see it, and you share that, and it's kind of, that's, that, that's, that's the yeah, fun. What they part. love the that's most what... is the fact is, like, when we have a really good uh, person, you know, a really good storyteller like you on, yeah. where you just go into whatever it is we're talking Tangents. about hits the yeah bar. like yeah it's like yeah. you just you know once you hit that stride they just everyone just sits there like this and they listen you know it's yeah. it's story it's like, time with steve you know yeah no no not at all absolutely it's the, it's the opposite it's like yeah no we know. love it yeah absolutely love it yes we love it oh and they they wanted us to tell you they love your mustache yes. also <laughs> They've been, that's been a topic yes. of conversation. This is Fireman Frank. <laughs> but I, I also wear, well, I don't have my glasses here. When I put my glasses on, I look like Fireman Frank's accountant <laughs> <laughs> or something. Like, hey, Frank, uh, I'm going to go by the station later on today. Uh, maybe chili. <laughs> Well, thank you. That 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 means a lot because I'm a very vain and superficial person. <laughs> um, with that being said, obviously we all wish you continued great success with everything you're doing. Yeah. Um, My question. Oh well, you know, too. if we didn't have people like you, we wouldn't have a hobby. So yeah, yeah we wouldn't have anything. We'd have no yeah. hobby. <laughs> Just be the three you know? of us, and no one wants to listen to yeah. us. <laughs> can, you, can you hear that? Yes. That's right. my daughter. We're gonna let you go so you can get that. You better talk to your daughter. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right there. I'm coming. She's like, you were supposed to call me at 8 o'clock. Oh, no. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're yeah. 16 minutes late, and she's fuming. She's just like, yeah. Daddy's doing a podcast. <laughs> I'm serving my people, you know? <laughs> now she's texting me saying, are you there? It's like, yeah. I'm coming. All right, I better go. Thank you so much.
Thank well, you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. I really enjoyed Appreciate talking it. with you. Appreciate yes, it. Continued fun. success, and we'll Appreciate talk to you soon. Yes. Yes. Take care. We'll yeah, see you Absolutely. down the road. Maybe at yeah. the camp. You never know. Yeah, there's a yes. possibility. We'll see. Yes. All right. All right, Steve. Have a good night. All right. Okay. All right. Bye. 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 Have a good night, everybody. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Love you guys. Peace. Hey, Renee, Chris, and Ryan going live. Best podcast, Beauty and the Beast. Sit back and catch a vibe. Oh yeah, we talking zombies and apocalypses and all those things you like. You going beast mode, and if you didn't know, it's Peter Z up on the mic. Hey, TWD family, grab the snacks about the pantry and subscribe and like them if you can, please. Or those walkers eat you like some candy. Hey, hey, okay. You at the right place at the right time. No one does it better. That's the bottom line. Beauty and the Beast. This is prime time. Let's go.